Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everybody welcome back to another edition of the teardown my name is jeff buck and along with my co-worker jordan bianchi we are motorsports writers for the athletic and today we're here to talk about race number two of the nascar cup series playoffs kansas speedway i'm here um in sort of like a, a lounge or something at kansas speedway it's like attached to the media center i've been coming here i guess since i don't know 2007 never knew this room existed uh <laughs> But they, I said, hey, can you got any podcast areas? And they, they gave me the code to this room. It has a code on the door. The code? And, yeah, like there's a, a secret code. room. Yeah, there's like you have to punch numbers Damn. in. And um, yeah, there's there's like a refrigerator in here and two big screen TVs. I don't even know why I spent time in the media. So I for sure to come in. I just think she'd be working here from now on. I know, like this is very nice. There's no windows because you know it's a secret sure. room. You, I don't think you can have a secret room and have windows. Can you? Well, yeah, you, maybe it'd be hard to. Like, have to be. It'd be hard to. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, so it's yeah, nice here I am. They are giving you the respect that you deserve. Finally. Finally. Well, it's it's only because the other rooms that have already been taken off by the real uh, media outlets. So. Nah, no, it's all about you, man. It's all about okay. you. Well, here we are. Talk about Kansas, and uh, you know, we expected a wild race. We expected. There would this would be the type of race that would get uh, playoff contenders in trouble. I'm not sure it was quite as wild um, as maybe some predicted, or you know, as we've seen in the past. But certainly, uh, it had an impact um, on several big name drivers, and ultimately, uh, it was won by Tyler Reddick, who I said would be out in the first round. So I did too, though. So <laughs> we both did. But it's fair, that? though. But I, and, I, and I said it again last week, and, I, and I'll say it again. It was a fair criticism about this team. They, they haven't had consistency. They have shot themselves in the foot many times. And I, and I said, go in the playoff. This was a team that had a really, really high ceiling where they could roll off of to victories. And I could see them running for the championship at Phoenix. And I could see them going out in the first, one, first round because of three consecutive just miscues. Like there was no middle ground, it felt like, for what this team could do. And it was fair either way. So, I, you know. I don't think it was a bad pick. I think if you asked them and they were genuine about it, they would tell you like, Hey, we, we had a, we didn't execute the way we did this year. I mean, Tyler said it himself today and it's, but when this team is on though, what, what this does though is like Tyler is a great driver. He can win on just about any kind of track out there. And this team, especially on these mile and a half race tracks and especially at Kansas builds such fast race cars. Like, you don't have to be exceptional. Just you don't have to try to like do anything you outside of your norms and do any heavy lifting of like Tyler doesn't have to carry a, a fifth place car, try to make a winning race car. The pit crew doesn't have to like turn off lightning fast stops. Just you, you kind of stay with play within yourself. Right. And that's what this team I felt like did today. 
yeah, I mean, again, we weren't questioning the speed. It was, you know, I, we didn't trust him. I didn't trust this team um, to make it through the rounds without making mistakes. I thought they were going to take themselves out of it. And, you know, they're, they're doing what they need to do. Um, they're executing. And, um, you know, like, like you said, they, they talked about it today. Ty- Tyler said, like, we don't need to do, do anything crazy in this first round. So I'm racing. You know, I, I'd love to race at 105% every time, but I'm kind of backing it down. And we're all sort of like, hey, let's just take a collective step back here a second and, and just get through this round. Um, he said they, they could ramp it up. But as I was kind of listening to him say that, hey, we'll ramp it up in the later rounds. I almost wanted to be like, are you sure? Because what they're no, doing right now no. is easy. Yeah, no, right. No. Like, again, stay within yourself. Don't try to do too much. Just, again, like, and I think that's what this team does sometimes. And it happened to them at uh, Michigan, remember? It was it was Michigan here where they had a they had a pit stop where they didn't need to rush, and they tried to rush, and they left a, lo- a tire loose. And that that's the kind of things you don't need. Just do what you're doing. And this is a perfect example of when you guys are when you guys do this, you're as good as anybody out there. Yeah, and look, um, you know, he was going to finish second today, ultimately. Um, so the late restart there, the four-tire call, it all opened up for him. Uh, it was kind of funny afterwards, uh, the moderator, Matt Humphrey, who was who was uh, from, from NASCAR asking the questions to open the press conference, asked him, you know, about the restart. And it sounded like Tyler just had, like, an out-of-body experience, like, blanked. <laughs> like, he said, like, he doesn't remember any of it, and that he basically, he just remembers, Oh, all of a sudden he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm leading. Like, it's just like, you know, he just did what he had to do. Instinct took over. Um, Bob of course showed him the the replay. Um, but he said, you know, I didn't remember, like, it's just, he just did it. Um, yeah. now it was helped by obviously a late cost, a caution for Chris Buescher. Um, because once again, Denny Hamlin was going to win a race. Uh, Denny Hamlin had the best car. It looked like he was, sailing on his way to victory, late caution. They do, you know, first of all, you know, it was like, okay, do they do four tires or two tires? Four tires won the race and got second place. Was um, the right call. For sure. Now the, the teams that did two tires, it also worked out for them in some cases, like sure. Joey Logano was probably going to finish what 15th. Um, I think, yeah, he was, he was going to finish 15th. Um, he takes two tires starts, you know, on the second row, um, I think I was second row and then he ends up finishing fifth. So he got an extra 10 points, out 10 of it. points, yep. 10 points. That's huge. That's, I mean, that's the difference between advancing out of round one and, and being one of the four guys sent home. That's a huge call for that team. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was going to be on the cut line. He was for most of the race, he was running as the bubble driver on the cut line and he launched himself up. I think he's clear by 12 points or something now, 12, 12 points now, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also look at Kyle Busch. Um, I think he finished seventh or eighth. And, um, he, you know, he wasn't going to finish that high either. They, they took the two tires. It worked out for them. They got a few more spots. Um, Daniel Suarez stayed out on whale. Where does, where did Suarez finish? I, I having my computer, this set up, uh, doing it at the track. I can't see all my, all my usual stats, but, uh, I, it didn't seem like it totally worked out for Suarez. I don't really know where he was running before, but, um, staying out in that situation, um, 15th for Daniel Suarez. What was it? 16th. Okay. Well, I guess I don't know where he was before, but, um, not bad. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but worth for a try. that team, like, yeah, yeah I mean, they, yeah. they have got nothing to lose. Like, why not? You know? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Eric Jones, obviously, it, uh, you know, Great for him day. to finish third, I mean, and he was solid all day. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you look at it. Um, I, I do think, you know, again, four tires is the right call. 
Larson was was having a chance to get up there. Uh, Elliot was ha- having a chance to get up there. Um, so, but ultimately, you know, it came down to the restart. Um, Denny Hamlin explained afterwards that, you know, he he you could hear him say it on his radio too. He, yeah. he told Chris Gabehart, "Watch them laying back," and yep. then he was watching them laying back because Larson was behind him. And Denny felt like, you know, the NASCAR's NASCAR's not enforcing these, which they, they really don't laying back on a restart. The, you know, some they'll, they'll call a restart penalty for jumping the, the start or changing lanes before the uh, start finish line. But I don't really think you ever hear him sit, call a penalty for laying back on the restart. And too you're much. not going to call. And I'm not saying that this is the right or not, but I think calling a penalty in that situation in overtime. Off, no way. Yeah. Like, they're not going to. Now you now I will say this though if you wanted to make an example out of somebody making an example out of Kyle Larson in that situation would have been good because it doesn't really affect his him going on the next round but it, it just you're not you we have not seen that so that would have been very abnormal that would have been very controversial even if it was the right call just because it's so out sure. of the norm but to protect that Hamlin said he felt like he had to back up to Larson to sort of take away any chance that Larson was going to get a big run on him and and yep. just. If those who don't understand what we're talking about, if you're laying back on the restart, so somebody's trying to, somebody's ahead of you, you you kind of drag a little bit, and then as soon as they go green, you're able, you have a whole bunch of area you can shoot forward and make a pass on them going into turn one, or at least try to get side by side, instead of everybody restarting at the same time going the same speed, you can kind of, you know, I'm not saying get it's- some momentum. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's an advantage. So Hamlin was trying to protect against that, but then once everybody went- he was behind, and Reddick, who was on the other side of him, jumped up into the gap. Yeah. Um, and Reddick set sail while Hamlin was still trying to play catch up at that point, and he was done. So, it, at that point, it was going to be like, okay, could Reddick pass these guys on older tires? Which clearly he could. And he quickly did too. Yeah. And he made that great move, kind of went high, and then swooped down low and passed on the apron. And he cleared Logano and Jones so quickly, it was like he had enough of a buffer to hold Denny off, and Denny. Got by him fairly quickly, but not quickly enough. Just enough where it held him up, and that was the that's the difference of the race. That race goes one more lap. You know, maybe Denny's got a shot at him, but Tyler got Tyler had one shot at it, and he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, by the time Hamlin cleared everybody and was coming back, I mean, coming out of turn four, it was like he was almost there. It was like, oh, could he get there? Uh, yeah. But no, he was too far back. So that that cost him too much time, and that's the race. Hamlin sees another win slip away despite being the dominant car. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, so, you know, there's two sides of it, right? You know, you're, if you're Denny, you're saying, okay, I'm trying to get to 60 career wins. I'm trying to win these big races. I, you know, he wants to win. Um, that's, you know, he's not doing that. Like he's the last two weeks, he's, he's lost these two opportunities to win. On the other hand, it's playoff time. And at playoff time, you want to be running really well. And his team is running really, really well. Like I'm feeling pretty good about my championship pick still at this moment. Uh, because I'm like, be. <laughs> like, okay, well, I mean, if there's going to be a favorite right now, you would probably have to say it's him. Um, I don't, you know, I mean, him or Larson. Larson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're one A, one B at this point, but they have yeah. clearly. I feel like they've kind of separated themselves from everyone else, and you know, Truex. I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about his problems or anything, but and Byron too. I just feel like they have separated themselves. The thing I keep going back to, though, and you're right. I mean, you, you want to have speed, you want to be in the mix week after week, and you want to basically you want to peak at the right time. But again, like those playoff bonus points, you're leaving on the table, man. That can that can be the difference sometimes. And you know, it's one of those things. You go back and you you could look at this and go, "Huh, oh, we 
there, here, where. And it starts adding up, and that can be a lot. And we'll see. But again, if you've got speed and you're executing like they are, you know, maybe it won't even matter. Because I mean, if you just keep running like this and you keep knocking off top five finishes, and pit road too, by the way, no issues on pit road for these guys. Denny's not having any problems. He's not making any mistakes. Like. Well, he had a loose wheel last week, but yeah, I mean a loose wheel. But you're right, you're right. But I mean, they, you're right. That's a good point. But, and, but, but they, you, I get what you're saying, though. I mean, even on his podcast, he said they had excellent pit stops. Yeah, that was just sort of a freak thing. Yeah, um, it's just. But I mean, you compare that what everyone else is seemingly doing in the playoffs right now. Right. The issues largely like they're, they're they're on it right now. Yeah, like even Chastain's team today, who never they are awesome pit crew. Even they had a crew member over the wall too soon and um, had to serve a penalty at one point after he had already gotten back in traffic. That kind of messed his day up a little bit. But yeah, speaking of messing people's day up, I mean, <laughs> geez, Martin Truex Jr. It was interesting because cool. like Saturday, he comes in the media center and he's he's talking a lot about how at Darlington, he had felt something in practice, you know, after hitting the wall. And, but he didn't speak up to his team because he just felt like, ah, I don't know, like maybe it's not that big. Like, you know, he couldn't really tell. He didn't say anything before the race. And he said, even that Saturday night before Darlington, it was like, you know, cause, cause basically they would have had to go in and change that, which would have been, or even look at it would have been an unapproved adjustment. They would have been starting at the back at Darlington. And he, you know, he was like, I don't know if I want to do that. But they were um, already starting in the back though. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, he said he, Admit he acknowledged that he said we were already pretty much starting in the back anyway. So what would uh, he's you know he was like why didn't I say something? But yeah, he was like basically I should have I should have spoken up. I should have told my team this that something didn't feel right at Darlington, and then they had some bent piece and you know had to deal with that. Um, and and they looked way off. We just thought they were off or something, right? But it was because they were running the whole night with <laughs> a, a piece that wasn't working um, at Darlington. So. But, you know, he comes in here and he's like, well, this is a great track for us and we'll be fine. Lap three, pops a tire, tire puncture. I mean, and just like that, last place finish, regular season points leader going into the first round uh, elimination race is seven points below the cut line. Um, two sub 30th place finishes, right? Didn't he, was he 32nd at Darlington or something like that? Something like that. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, I no? thought. Oh, okay. I'm looking. Hang on. I can't remember where he was. No, uh, I thought he was actually the best finishing Gibbs car. Oh, you're uh, right. You're right. 18th. He finished 18th. 18th. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, you're right. Sorry. My bad. But I mean, um, it was a bad day for them. That was a race they should have walked away with a top five finish easily. Yeah. So, um, just like that, I mean, the entire points cushion, the entire regular season bonus, all that is erased. And now he's got to go to Bristol and race his way back in into the cutoff. Now, if he does and he can somehow survive it and make the next round, he'll still be back in a great position in playoff points. So all this will be forgotten, but he's in a tough position right now. Um, cause Bristol is not a place where you can just feel like, Oh yeah, no problem. I'll just go stay out of trouble and make up spots and let everybody else wreck. I mean, it's, that's tough. So what do you think of, of the predicament that Truex finds himself in at this point? This is how cruel this playoff can be. You can run well and you can be victimized by a puncture tire. And the next thing you know, you know, you're down. It goes back to last week where you had a great race car. You got in the wall in practice and just you didn't figure out the problem, didn't diagnose it for whatever reasons. And you you that was your mulligan and you threw that away. Well, when you when you throw that mulligan away, 
guess what? You, you leave yourself open on a track that we have seen these kind of issues happen year in and year out at this place. And now you're going to Bristol. Seven points is not a lot. Like you can make that up in one stage and that's great. But it's also not a track where Martin is phenomenal, by the way. Do you know how many top tens finishes he has at Bristol? Wow, Four. over his whole career? Four over his entire career? Four, 32 career starts, two top fives, four top tens. Wow. That's, yeah, but, that's, that's, mean, that's not great. Um, he's, and he's ran better than he's finished. I will say that. There's been races there where you know things have happened. But that just shows you. And that's not a track where you you want to be in that spot. And But this is this is the cruelty of the playoffs. This is what happens. And now you've got to figure out how to climb out of it. And they're good enough to do it. And you, you would think that guys above them um, will have some kind of issue of some sort and you'll be capitalized. But again, you just, you don't really necessarily, unless you go out there and win that race, your fate is kind of out of your control to some degree. So here, here's what I, if I was Truex's team, here's kind of how I would approach it. I would go in thinking, look, let's, let's not try to do too much. Let's not try to win this race. We don't need to be crazy here because what's going to happen is like, when you look at the cut line, say from even eighth to 12th. So Ross Chastain right now, plus 18. Chris Buescher, because of that late uh, wreck today, is only plus 13. Christopher Bell, plus 13. Logano, plus 12. Harvick, plus seven. So I'm minus seven, right? And I'm going into Bristol, and I'd be like, look, not all those guys are going to have clean nights. They're just not. Some, something's going to happen to somebody. That's That's how these races go. And I would almost bank on that. So I would just think, okay, look, as long as I can run a solid race, stay out of trouble, finish maybe even top 15, one of those guys is going to hit the wall, cut a tire, get caught up in a wreck. Something's going to go wrong. I will be able to pass them just by running a clean race. I don't need to do too much, I I would think. Um, And you know what? If it happens that I run top 15 at Bristol and it's not good enough and all those guys have smooth nights, which seems unlikely, but that's just how it is. Like, I think you have to look at it like the, the tire thing today, James small tweeted a picture of it. It was a puncture, right? It wasn't like, Oh, they were, they got over aggressive on camber and set up and blah, blah. And they, you know, ran themselves out of the race. Like they ran over something. I, I mean, what, what can you do that? This is what, this is what happens now. This is the you note know, for anybody that doesn't like the playoff format. That is the downside of this format, right? Like, but it's also a three race round. You know, they also instituted playoff points. That's why he has the playoff points in the first place. And let's be honest. Okay. I mean, just being totally fair here. If somebody goes and finishes, what'd you say? He was at Darlington 18th. You said 18th. Okay. If you go 18th, 36th and outside the top 15 at Bristol, you whether you're the regular season champion or not, you don't really deserve to no. advance. Like how how can you make the case? Well, yeah, but okay. he, I saw people on on the the platform formerly known as Twitter today saying, "Well, this is just not fair. Like he should have gotten a buy into the second round." No one um, who said this. Like just people, just fans. Yes, they were like, "This is not fair. Like he, if you're the regular season champion, there's no way." that he should be in this position. It's not fair. He should get he have a buy. And I'm just like, nah, sorry. No. Like you still got to race for it. You, you, you still, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like you have to go perform at some point. Um, and you know, he had a big points cushion. If you throw it all away, it really sucks, especially when it's not your fault, but 
But Darlington was their fault. That's the thing. Like today sucked, but you don't you don't stub your toe at Darlington. And then today you leave here like okay, cool, you know, whatever. And if you go and run and finish 18th at Bristol, that's on you as well. Like you got to own that. And I, I agree with it. Like you you just have to look in the mirror and say, you know what? We screwed up at Darlington. We screwed up at Bristol. There is nothing we can do about it. It sucks, but that is the format. This is how it is. And it's not like they didn't get a bonus. They got bonus points for winning the regular season title, which, by the way, are going to come in damn handy because they're going to they're going to need those if, they, if they're if they're going to make it out of this round. So it, I, I just I, I I hate that argument. Yeah, I mean, imagine if he didn't have those fifteen bonus points, oh. and then you're going into Bristol. Yeah, um, you're you're in must win mode. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh. It's unfortunate. I, I I feel for them because, you know, I think as an observer, not having a dog in the fight, you want to see the best be able to go out and do their thing. And when somebody's season is negatively impacted by running something over, whatever it was on the track, that sucks. But that's also racing. You know, that's just things happen in racing. Like, it's just, it's not always straight up and fair and you Stuff, stuff you can't control. Um, speaking of which, Bubba Wallace tire issue. Um, now, maybe that was more in their control. I don't know if that was something camber related. I, I never heard if that was a puncture or something. I never heard that either. So I never heard a follow up on that. But um, you know, it might have been setup related. I don't know because people were Ty Gibbs popped a tire uh, in practice. Kyle Busch popped a tire in practice. Um, Busher obviously at the end there had it seemed to have a tire problem. So, um, but Bubba Wallace was probably going to have easily a top five run today, maybe top three. Um, who knows, maybe better. I mean, his teammate won the race and he was ahead of his teammate. Uh, and it, it, you know, he was doing everything right. He won this race last year. Next thing you know, he's now 19, points out of the below the cut line going into Bristol you know I don't think that's necessarily must win territory honestly mm. um, because if you can go there and get you know even a few stage points get maybe gain a few stage points get yourself within say you know within 15 points going into the last stage and then and then again just like true X you you assume something's gonna happen to somebody ahead of you you race you know you race what you can do mm. Um I don't think 19 is a must win, but it's not good. It's not a good situation to be in at all. It's, it's uh, very unfortunate for them. It is. And they did. And it, Bubba did it, had a great weekend. That team had a great weekend. They qualified. Well, they're running well. He ran a really smart, patient race to start with and coming off a Darlington race where he had a miscue, but rallied back from it, posted a nice finish. It's unfortunate. It, it sucks. It, it really does. But again, this is the format and sometimes you're just a victim. I personally think that the hole is too much because one, there's a big points gap there. And then two, you're going to have to rely on not only one person uh, in the playoffs right now to come out, you know, to come back to you, you also are going to have top Truex as well. And so, you know, that's, I agree. I mean, Bristol, we've seen things happen and, and it's absolutely a chaotic race, but that's just a lot. And to me, I look at this as a situation of you better go out there if you're going to point your way in, you better finish darn well in the first two stages because that's your opportunity to cut that deficit, you know, almost completely gone, depending on where everyone else finishes. And 
it's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough. And, and Bristol has not been um, their best track in some time. Yeah, look, I, I when I say that, I'm assuming you're going to have to run probably top five most of the night. You're going to have to have a really, yeah. really solid night. You can't just – it's not going to be a Truex situation where I'm saying – Hey, you, you know, go run 13th and let somebody else fall out. I mean, you're going to have to go perform pretty well, but, um, I don't think, I don't think he's in a must win situation. However, when I look at the two guys below them, Oh yeah. I mean, they're, they're done. <laughs> they're, they're I mean, done. because I they, mean, they, they, Stenhouse they and, and McDowell, they could not, the, the one thing they could not have afforded to do was go into Bristol with big points deficits nope. because even though, you know, Stenhouse, he's had moments where he's, run well at Bristol in the past and, you know, had decent runs, but they're, they're most likely not going to win the race. So, and they're mostly not likely not going to finish top three. So when you're saying, Oh, he could go have a good run at Bristol. You're like, okay, yeah, he could finish between fifth and 10th maybe. And, you know, if they had had two clean races going into Bristol, you say, Hey, Hey, I'll go, I'll go take him to finish seventh and, and advance. But now, Stenhouse is 22 back. Michael McDowell's 40 back. I'm sorry. I just don't see a pathway at all where they can. I, I just don't, I don't think, I don't see them winning the race. And I also don't see them uh, having any sort of chance to point their way in at all. I, I mean, obviously McDowell can't, but even Stenhouse, I just don't think they're going to go there and run competitively enough for the entire night. I just think that it's, it's very disappointing for them, obviously, because both those teams sort of had the same theme, right? Like you might not think we're going to make it out of round one, but just watch. Like we, yep. we have we the have capability to do it. Yeah. And I, I believed them. And I, I, I think I had, I think I had Stenhouse in round two. I don't think I had McDowell in round two, but you know, I thought they could absolutely do it. Like there's a pathway to do it. But now it's two bad races. Uh, it's just, yeah. it's, it's unfortunate, but their playoffs are going to, and how everybody, most people would have thought, like those are the two ones that are probably going to be out first, and they are. Yeah, I mean, their pathway to the next round was twofold. One, first and foremost, do not make mistakes. Don't have issues on pit road. Don't get the car on the wall. Finish races. And then secondly, we are going to capitalize on everyone else having issues. At Darlington, when we know there's people are in trouble is everywhere, it's going to sideline some guys, we're going to pick them off. And when we go to Kansas, same thing. And that way, when we go to Bristol, we're in a position where we don't got to win the race. We just got to put ourselves in position, execute, execute, execute. And neither of those teams have really executed. 4017 in particular, today is a good example of that. Stenhouse gets in the wall. Day goes sideways. Uh, McDowell, you know, that, that whole incident with, with Austin Sindrick was uh, – he's lucky that he did – that could have been worse. Like, what are you doing at that moment? I know you're frustrated. I get it. Like just that's the kind of stuff you just got to get you, you got to stay out of, you know, because that can go wrong in a hurry. And it's just uh, that the game plan they had to follow has not they haven't followed. it, And now they're in a spot where they're going to need. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say that they can't win because, I mean, we, we've seen weird things happen. And Ricky's finished second there. And I think Michael's had a couple good runs there as well. But it just uh, it really feels like the light switch is going to turn off for these guys. So we know Larson and Reddick are in. They've advanced. Hamlin's plus 49. He's in. He's in. Like, okay. He's Byron plus 41. He's in. You feel like lock. 41 you know, rock points. Solid. a lot of points. Yeah. I mean, you can go there and get stage points too. Like I, I'd have to look at the clinch scenarios. But what if, can... what if Byron goes and gets taken out on lap one? Is that still enough to? 
Somebody's going to have to gain 41 points on him. Yeah, so Byron, all all Byron has to do is finish, according to Bob, and Bob, we never doubt Bob, right? Uh, Bob has got it that Byron, all Byron has to do is finish 15th with no no stage points. So, I I, I, I actually feel like even with, with plus 41, yeah, even if you get taken out early to ask, you know, Truex to, to beat you by that, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of points. It is. And, and that's um, also saying, taking into account too, there's probably going to be someone else below you in the standings that is probably going to have an issue too. So they're going to get bumped out probably before you do, if you look at it. So I, I, I think they're, I would feel very, very, very confident about them. Okay, so then the next group is Keselowski plus 33, Blaney plus 25, Kyle Busch plus 24. Any any level of concern for any of those three? You feel pretty good about their, their chances? Uh, I don't. I mean, anything Blaney, Keselowski 33, Blaney 25, Busch 25, uh, I think anything probably 18 on back would give me pause. Um, I think Busher plus 13 is really where you get concerned because I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm just saying of these, of those three, the Keselowski, Blaney, Bush 24 plus 24 and up. I think you're, I, I, I think you're feeling pretty good about yourself and you feel like if you can just go there and stay out of trouble and finish, you know, top 15, you're going to be in a decent spot. Yeah. I, but yeah, I, I do think I, if you're Kyle Busch, though. That yes, this is. I know you're going to say. It, I think I'm going to say the same thing. Well, Kyle Busch feels like pianos are falling out of the sky on yeah. him right now. I mean, this is. They they're they, they. I mean, some of it's bad luck, sure, but like you got you you gotta you gotta have. When is the last time this team had a clean race from run when they unload the car at the track to when that car gets on the hauler to leave the track? When have they had a race where the race weekend where nothing happens to them? Whether it's bad luck on their own doing or self execution, like it's been. A, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I mean, I I talked to him after the race and was just like, "How do you, you know, what's what are you feeling going into Bristol? You feel pretty good about it?" Because I mean, he's pretty good at Bristol. Yeah, but he was like, he started to say, "Yeah," and he kind of paused and he was like, "Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's." He feels like everything's sort of they're getting all these bad breaks, as you mentioned. Um, you know, he was again. He was in the media center saying yesterday was like, Hey, as long as we don't do what we did at Darlington, where we put ourselves in a terrible position to start these weekends. Um, and then they, he goes out and pops a tire in a, practice and you know, they got to start back. Like, no, no, no. I mean, it's just, it, but that's part of it. And this team is, I don't know if you call it snake bit or whatever, but it's just, uh, they, they've got speed. That's the thing. Like yeah. they had a really fast car. Darlington, they had a fast car today. But I mean, you doesn't... give me you give me Kyle Busch and a twenty four point lead going into Bristol. I feel pretty good about it. But Absolutely. I also recognize that luck can be a factor. Okay, yeah. so the group you started to talk about that's that's where I I want to focus on for a second here. So again, you've got Chastain plus eighteen, Busher plus thirteen, Bell plus thirteen, Logano plus twelve, Harvick plus seven. Out of those drivers, who are you most concerned about? Who should be the most worried going into Bristol? Well, I mean, Bell is the one that jumps out to me because that team, like three, I, I counted three issues on pit road today. Is that right? I, that's that by my count. Now, don't hold me that. I, I believe it was three. They had they had an issue on pit road that slowed them up. 
And that team, they were my pick. But that team, we talk about executing. That team can't put together a race either. Like they've got speed, they're qualifying well, and they just keep they just keep. It's like a degree of difficulty with them. And so, Bell's a really you know Bristol's a really good track for Bell. Adam Stevens is very good there as well. But this, what? How can this team inspire confidence right now? The way they're running, like they they just can't stay out of their own way. And if you have an issue on pit road at Bristol, because there are green flag pit stops, people tend to forget that, but there often are green flag pit stops or whatever. And you are you you have a bad pit stop at Bristol, and you get back in that mess, then what? Like that to me, and and I'll tell you why I have less confidence in Bell than Logano and Harvick who are below them. Both the Logano and Harvick do a great job of just figuring it out. Logano today is a perfect example. He's going to finish 15th or whatever it was. He leaves with a fifth-place finish because that team figures it out. Harvick today, at Darlington, same thing. Like, they just – whatever they have, they figure it out. And, they, yes, they had the miscue at Pitt Road and Harvick did. I get that. But that team is just grinders. And both of these teams – just they are so good at capitalizing on other people's mistakes, and you put them at the Bristol. They're smart enough, and to put themselves in positions to do that, I I don't have that same confidence. Unfortunately, with Bell, despite his pedigree, despite what he did last year and winning at the Roll One Martinsville, I, I just am not impressed right now with how this team is going. So I feel okay about Chastain because I feel like they're going to do what they need to do to advance. Yeah. They have an 18-point cushion to play with. So as long as you don't get in too bad of trouble, you should be okay. It starts to get dicey around the Busher bell Lugano part. Busher won there last year, so I'm not thinking that you know he's going to go there, stink up the show. Um, they just won at Richmond. Not that Richmond's the same as Bristol, but you know they, they had speed. So I, I've, I would think they'd be okay. Um, although can you imagine it would, it would just be such a NASCAR type story where Busher comes into the playoffs with all these, all this momentum, you know, he's riding high and all of a sudden Keselowski advances, Busher's out. Like it would just be like, what? But it's, that's, that's what happened to Stuart Haas racing a year ago. Kevin Harvick came in the playoffs, all those momentum back-to-back wins. Like, Hey, this team is back. And they had, not their fault of their own, but the, I mean, at least not at Darlington. They're out in round one. By the way, their teammate, who was off all year, Chase Briscoe, ends up making it to the round of eight and is like this Cinderella story. Like that, we it's not unprecedented. Yeah. And I think Bell is Bell, Bell's uh, skill level at, at Bristol, I feel like is pretty solid. Even, you know, going back to Xfinity and, and things yeah, like that, I feel like he's, he's really good there. So, um, and I, I feel like Harvick and Childers, for the reason you said, they're going to figure out, they're going to just do what they have to, they, they're going to get their way through. They're going to grind it through. So 100%. that leaves Logano as my biggest area of concern. You know, Logano, again, if he doesn't get take that, that two tire call at the end, he's only plus two instead of plus 12. Um, I just don't feel like they're running that great. I, I'm not seeing what I want to see out of that team. The defending champions, um, and I'm not saying they're going to miss it, but if they're, I'm saying we have to pick one driver to be concerned about out of that group that's already in, you know, if you're Martin Shurex Jr., can you go out, out point Logano by 12 points? I think you can. 
I think it's possible. I'm not saying that Logano's going to have a bad night, but I think it's possible. If you're looking at one of those guys, I, I think it could be doable. Yeah. So I, I agree with you on Logano. I mean, they, they haven't had the speed. The one thing I think is working in their advantage is that this is Bristol, a short track. This isn't a mile and a half racetrack. If this was, if we were going to Kansas in this race or Texas, I agree with you 100% of like, whoa, man, that, that 22 team is going to be, they're going to be worked out. But, you know, Bristol negates some of the the disadvantages that Penske is, has had this year. Sure. And, you know, it's quote unquote a driver racetrack. So I agree with you. I, that team is not performing, but they have they have figured it out. I do think Bristol, they are lucky and that they're going to Bristol and not somewhere else. Well, in that case, then if you're saying it's down to Bell and Truex, then um, that's an inter-team battle sure. um, separated by 13 points. And I don't know. I don't know that Truex is going to be able to outpoint Bell, his own teammate, in similar equipment. So then you really are, if you're Truex, you really are banking on help. somebody. Yeah. 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 You're going to need help. Like, I, I firmly believe that. Just, you can go out there and do, again, you don't control your destiny. You can go out there and, and get stage points and finish second, and it doesn't matter because Bell could be finishing ahead of you at every one of those stages and the race, and it still wouldn't matter. And so... Yeah, and that's the danger where you put yourself in. And yet, the way this format is, <laughs> if Truex advances, he's still one of the favorites to make the Final Four. 100%. Like, immediately again. So, yeah. it's like, we're talking about, oh, he could be out, and if he squeaks his way in, oh, Truex! You know, it's like it's just a, a very strange circumstance in a lot of ways, but um, that's this playoff format sort of the beauty and the curse at the same time, I guess. Um, yeah. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What else should we, what else you want to talk about from this race? Do you want to get into the Elliott uh, Larson? Yeah, I would love thing? to talk about this. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I got questions and I'm, I, I've got a lot of, I'm, I'm confused. Yeah. Well, uh, I agree. I mean, <laughs> to me, first of all, Elliot, I think Elliot had a great run. Uh, it was nice to see him sure. have some speed again, and it Who felt like they made a, a step forward competitively. Yeah, um, running well lately. So, you know, to me, it just looked like, okay, well, 
you know, they're, it's in a pretty dicey moment coming off pit road. There's getting squeezed. Larson kind of moves up, makes incidental, accidental contact with his teammate. And then Chase, like, sort of, I guess, loses cool for a moment. Um, it's a recurring theme, by the way. Flash of red and and Doors' teammate. Um, afterward, Dumb. Bob asked Chase about it uh, on pit road. I was standing there, and and Chase is just sort of like, like Bob. I think Bob said, maybe it's on on Twitter by now for everybody to see it. But uh, Bob said, well, what what message were you trying to send to to Larson there? And Chase, Chase he's, he's like, message? No, there's no message. No, like. Totally just like, what are you talking about? No. But then then we talked to Larson and Larson's like, yeah, here's what happened. And he lays out the whole thing. And, you know, once he sees the replay, you know, it'll be, he'll probably understand. But then I didn't, I hadn't seen uh, the video of Chase going over to Larson's car and uh-huh. um, sticking his head in the window and Larson trying to defend himself, you know, uh-huh. argue what would happen. So, I mean, clearly there was some unhappiness there. Um, I mean, you didn't need to, you don't need chase to confirm that to see he swerved at his, his teammate. But, um, it seems like those two just keep sort of having this recurring every once in a while it pops up where you're like, ah, you know, especially the, the stuff that happened between them last year, a couple of times, like they're fine until they're not. And then it just sort of bubbles up, you know, mostly with on chases. end, it feels like, yeah. Is that uh, fair? I, I think it's very fair. I think it was incredibly stupid. I, I think it was incredibly stupid and I, I, I get it. You're frustrated in that situation, but we've already seen a moment this year where Elliot's frustration got the better of him and it cost him a race. And, and, and you have to take a second there to realize if there was a, if it was not a non teammate. Okay, sure. That's your teammate. Okay. Don't do that. Second of all, your teammate is racing for a championship. Now he's already locked in and you know what he does today finishes doesn't matter. Maybe in the grand scheme, but He's racing for a win and everything that brings with it. What happens if, if he hurts it's Larson's car? What happens if he Larson cuts a tire or something like that? Like, what are you doing? Like, what? What what are you hoping to accomplish here? I get you're frustrated. And I think it is one of those things when he looks back at the video, you're like, oh, you know what? I, I get why Larson moved over in heat of the moment. But again, in a, in a year where you've already been, cri- been criticized for your decision making because of what happened at Charlotte. Like, you've got to take a step back. It was a dumb, dumb decision. You don't do that to your teammate in this scenario, in these kind of settings, in a playoff race. It's just, it is a no-fly zone. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you another little wrinkle there. Did you hear, I don't know if Reddick said this on TV, but um, he said afterward in the media center that um, he felt like that, that little moment allowed him to, I think he ended up coming off pit road in between them. Yep. And that allowed him to pass one of the cars, get a better position on the restart, get one row up, mm-hmm. and then that was the key. So he's in him. The Reddick domino said, He said he says these races come down to this little, yeah. those little moments like that. But he said he he he'd have to go back and look at a replay. But he he thought that was what allowed that slowed them down enough for a minute to l- let him come by. Um, and you know, yikes. Um, now obviously. You know, you you don't really know how it's going to play out and and all that, but still, I mean, 
he's lucky. Like yeah. if he if he knocks out Larson, if Larson has a tire or something happens, Larson. Yeah, if he cuts Larson's tire down or yeah, tire breaks. there, anything. I mean, just that's a bad look. What, yeah, like, I mean, you dent his car. I mean, anything. It just you you impact the performance and by any way. Like I just I don't see what you're hoping to accomplish. There's nothing that's good that's going to come from that at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're seeing red. It, it's it's similar to the Suarez thing with Bowman last week, where. Um, you know that, but he was mad at Bowman and we get Bowman's blocking, but Suarez also, you know, sort of took himself out in that moment and sure. probably didn't need to, and could have waited, um, again, but you know, and I, and I get that, but again, like you got parked this year because you intentionally wrecked somebody. Like you would just think that that would flash in your mind for a second of, Hey, the last time I tried to do something like this, it, it just, you know, it, it's a, it's just, well, he didn't hit him it. that hard, but. I mean, no, he didn't hit him that hard, but it's not worth it. Like, what yeah, are you hoping no. to gain? Like, it's. I get it. I, yeah, and I, and I get, and I, and I listen. I get it. I get you're frustrated. I get you've had a bad year, but you're also, by the way, let's not lose sight of this. You're also racing for a championship. Like the nine team has circled their wagons around the fact that they're still racing for the owners' championship. Like they are very adamant about that. Great, you're racing for an. You've got a great run going there. What happens if you hit? You swerve at him and something. You cut a tire. Then yeah. what? Yeah. And, and that late in the race. You're, 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 the nine team is in a good position to move forward because they've had go, and all of a sudden you're not. Like, look at the bigger picture. And it's a teammate. That's what makes it all the worse. Yeah. No, I, I, I can't argue with anything. I mean, you're making good points. It's not, not a great look. Um, no. And, but, and the season's full of not good looks for him. Yeah. He's still in it, though. I mean, he is. They got lucky. I mean, they, points, yeah. But. Yeah. It's good. And, and again, I, I think I, I, you know, we're great to talk to Chase next week. I will bet that he goes back and looks at this, and he'll like see it from the, you know, the, the wider view. Like, oh, I get it, but and that and that's fine, but it's hard, you know. He almost, I almost, would, I'd like to go back and hear the audio of it, and I would wonder if his spotter, and I don't know this, but like if, if someone on the radio was just saying, hey, listen, the, quickly telling him, like, you, they almost should have told him, like, hey, just this is what happened. It all happened so fast, though. It, I mean, it, it was... Yeah, exactly. I get it, but it's just tough. Yeah. What else from this race jumped out at you? Um, I mean, Let's, you still love Kansas. Is Kansas still the best I mile and a like half? I like Kansas. I was, I know, I, I'm really, I like Kansas. I love this race. I think it's fun. No, I mean, I think you really hit on it at the beginning of the, the show. And, you know, we, we all kind of have certain expectations for this in terms of the chaos factor and everything. And it was it the typical quote unquote Kansas race? No, but it was still good. It was still entertaining. Yeah. It was not. The mile and a half race we have typically seen. I, I shouldn't say that. It's not the race we saw earlier at Kansas this year, which is arguably one of the best of the year, um, or what we saw at 600 at Charlotte. Um, it was a little bit more spread out um, and everything. It wasn't that side-by-side -side stuff, but it was still good. It was still very solid. It kind of felt like an old-school NASCAR race in and, and, and that kind of respect. I was fine with it. It was, it, To use the term, it was perfectly acceptable, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about that during the race, actually. Um, I mean, that that's what it was. I mean, it, I thought it was a good race. It wasn't like the best race of the year, um, but I was entertained enough and you know interested enough in it to see what was happening. I think... Um, you know, especially before um, Denny really started pulling away, where you had those moments where you're like, "Oh, wait a minute! Now is is Harvick going to get up here? Is Kez is Kozlowski yeah. going to get up here?" Um, you know, there was some things where you were like, "Oh, okay, wow, this is this has some interesting little action going on." So, um, yeah, I mean, it was good. It was it was fine. I I I still think Kansas is, um, you know, this is one of the places where I'm I'm happy they're here twice a year. 
Kyle Busch yeah. had a pretty good point, I think, um, yesterday in the in the media bullpen session where he said, you know, any track that doesn't sell out should only have one race per year. And I think that's that's kind of a good standard. Like if you do sell out, you can have both races. Um, Kansas obviously sure. not a sellout, but I still think like this is this is a pretty good place. Like I would not be in a hurry to leave Kansas. And again, a few years ago, you no. wouldn't have said that at all. You would have been like, why does Kansas have two races? No. Um, so it's great. I mean, there's a lot of other tracks that have two races. I would yank one of their races away before I'd come call them for Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the only anyway. thing I had on my list, and I don't know if you were going to hop there or not, was the Xfinity series wrapped up its regular season. Uh, obviously, Parker Clearman gets in, Riley Herbst gets out. Any thoughts on that and kind of looking at the playoffs really quick? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of unfortunate just the way that happened where um, Herbst ended up making contact with Kligerman. I mean, it wasn't Kligerman's fault by any means. Like he missed a shift or popped out of gear, I think, um, on a restart and and Herbst gets into the back of him, but that's pretty much the end of the day. But I think just the fact that Parker made it um, with Big Machine, you know, last uh, October at Martinsville, they had that press conference and it was like, wow, this is really cool for Parker Kligerman because this is a guy who was pretty much out of it. I mean, that's why he was doing so much pit reporting for well, NBC. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was out of a ride. Like he, he was getting in some stuff part-time or he would do trucks or, you know, and you're like, man, this is the guy where if he could just get a chance, we, you know, we talk about those guys, what, what could they do if they really had a chance, um, in, in decent equipment and you know what he went out and, uh, he made the playoffs and he beat some pretty big teams in doing it. Um, some, some big name, uh, organizations with more funding than, than he has. And he got himself into the playoffs. So that's a cool little story for sure. Um, you know, I, I think it's, uh, I don't know how far they can go, but you know, the longer they, they are sort of like the underdog. I mean, they're not like the classic, you know, small team by any means, but they're also not a powerhouse multi-car organization. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a neat, neat story. Don't you? I, I agree. And I think if anybody wants to know about this, you wrote a story in 2009 about Parker or sorry, 2019 about Parker and kind of him transitioning to broadcasting and how the opportunities weren't there for him. And I, that was a phenomenal read. So anybody interested in this story about kind of Parker and where he was at, I would I recommend to go read that. Cause that was, that was good stuff. Well, in the truck race had their first elimination um, round. Ben Rhodes ends up making it Matt to Benedetto, Matt Crafton out. Um, but one thing that was really interesting for trucks this week was NASCAR did another one of their show and tell <laughs> things. Um, <laughs> And you know they, uh, it was it was pretty smart. I mean, they took the Joe Shear Jr. Man, we talk about Chad Canales all the time, but Joe Joe Shear Jr.'s rap sheet, and I'm not criticizing. This is a compliment. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, you know, people like Landon Castle and and Kenny Wallace on Twitter um, made the point that this is a fairly old school, um, you know, short track trick that people try to sort of bleed the tires. Um, it was a short track, guy. but. You know, I've never seen it. I've never seen it up close, you know, shown side by yeah. side, things like that, where they say, um, look, here's the cap. You know, it's it's a cap, and it sort of looks like, uh, you know, in layman's terms, the, the, the type of cap that you would put on your bike bicycle tire, right? Um, except this one had a little tiny, little tiny metal rod in the middle of it. And so you, you put the cap on, you screw it on, right? And so it seals it, but that rod is 
poking just enough to let some air out of the tires as the pressure gets put on it, but not enough to make it go flat because it is sealed. So it's not going to totally come out, but just, just enough. Just enough. Yep. Um, And the the funny thing is NASCAR in this case caught it because (laughs) they heard, the official heard (laughs) air coming out of the tire when they were rolling through inspection. They heard... Thing. The only thing the team did wrong is that everybody just started coughing as they're going through inspection. Okay, guys, everybody, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like that wouldn't nuts. have been obvious. <laughs> but I, I liked Landon's tweet about it where he was sort of like, what are you doing with this now? Like, you to, to get away with this now is, is too big of a risk. You probably could have gotten away with it at the championship round more than anything. Um, you know, so. But it was worth it, though, because. Why? I mean, they were already in. They weren't in. They got the. I mean, no, they were already in. Oh, you mean they're talking? Yeah, um, at Milwaukee when they got yeah, caught, you, they had already right, won. Talking about my my opinion on this. Well, they is, had it before. They were, and I and I know that's bad to say, but you go back and you look at what they did at IRP, how dominant they were. You go back a week before that, even at Richmond, and how dominant they were. Like it's it doesn't sure. it, it, it you know and that yeah, but you're right. I mean, you probably scale it back at Milwaukee and you say. Listen, we're already locked in the next round. If we're gonna, you know, let's not do this. But I guess the thinking, the thinking there is ride it into. Let's ride this as long as we can, and they haven't got it so far. So what, yeah. what the hell, right? And like, hey, we're gonna get some bonus points out of this. That that's my thinking. But uh, and I'm not trying to make accusations because they did pass Tech at IRP. They they did pass Tech at Richmond. But man, that performance in those two races was outworldly for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it seems logical that they would have had this before, but, um, you know, I, I guess maybe you do get a little greedy and say, hey, well, it's another short track coming up and, uh, you know, let's get five more points here. Let's get another win. We're rolling. Everybody's just going to think, ah, we really nailed it on short tracks right now. Hitting, yeah. Hitting the setup. <laughs> yeah, look at us, man. Yeah, ties. Yeah, we, we made the championship four last year. We know how to peak and all these things. Heck yeah. Joe Shear Jr., man. Respect. He'll be back for uh, he'll be back for the championship race, assuming his driver's still in the playoffs yeah. at that point. He's probably concocting other some other scheme. Well, but again, I say that with respect. Yeah, I mean it's it's really enjoyable for me to see what people are, are trying to do, I think and I love, the, I love I love the I, transparency this year. I, I love the show. Isn't I, I I love it because one, I think it's great to show everybody like this is what's going on. I think it makes NASCAR look really smart too. Like, hey, we've got inspectors who are like. You think you're going to outsmart us, but we're getting this, you know, by like, you know, the thread of the the window nets earlier this year was so different. And they caught that. And then they contact the manufacturer and the manufacturer's like, no. And like that to me is like, this is like CSI stuff, man. This is like, and I think it makes them look good. Like we, we listen, you and I, I, me especially, like we, we, we have poked fun at them and for all sorts of things, but they're on top of this. They they really are. And, you know, and it, I think it shows, I, and I love the show and tell, and I love to see like the ingenuity of like, how are people trying to, in this day and age when everything is, you know, supposed to be, you know, out the window and crew chiefs don't have a box to play in, man. They're still finding a box to play in. <laughs> well, and, and again, like too, we, we talked about this earlier in the season, but it just, it reinforces the credibility of the, the sanctioning body, right? Because, how many times where, you know, a team will get penalized and you go, well, I mean, that driver was outspoken or he, he ripped NASCAR or this yeah. crew chief said this, and then we never see it. 
and you're like, wow. And, and then you hear behind the scene, you know, the team's going, they're just getting back at us or, or whatever. We saw that in the right? spring, man. And, and you go, well, man, what is really going on here? We don't get to see it ourselves. So you don't really know. And, and you, you know, that's how conspiracy theories start. But when they're, when they're like, here's what we took off their car. Here's yeah. what the real one looks like. Can you here's see the difference? Yeah. And this is what it did. And you're like, oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Pretty hard to argue with that one. Yep. So I, I hope that they're able to, to keep this up. And, and, um, you know, I also think it, it hopefully shames people into, uh, you know, trying to not do this stuff. But of course we all know that that's oh, how you find say, speed. It's, you know. 75 years of history that says that ain't going to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, as an observer, again, like you want it to be decided straight up and not sure. just who, who yeah. can cheat the best, but yet that's part of this. That's part of the sport for sure. Yeah. But Part of the um, it, it is fun. It is fun to see that stuff. So, um, yeah, well, anything else that, uh, from this one that you want to touch on? I feel like we're missing something, but I can't, no, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't have my usual that. setup because I'm in this, this lounge and normally oh, like, so fancy. You know, my name is Jeff and they gave me a private well, lounge with a lock and key. I'm and, just saying normally at home, I've got oh, my scoring monitor. I've got the points. I've oh, got all this stuff. I, I don't have any oh, info God, here. Oh, so I'm just looking at you. Oh, Oh my God, the burden you carry. How do you do this? How well, do you get through this? I can't see Twitter right now, so I don't know if you've put Thoughts out another, and prayers, man. another, and prayers. another cheating tweet. Boy, people at the tweet up today, they were like, <laughs> Jordan really cheated. They okay. really cheated last week. They were really on my side for that. So shout out to everybody. Not cheating. Not cheating. They said, before you make your guess this week, you need to put a rule in the rule book that says he can't do you that. You can't do that. You can't add, this isn't, you, you don't, you're not the, you can't, it's like a one man band. Like, what are you, Bill France reincarnated? Like, this is like, you're iron fisting this? Like, oh, this is it. I'm going to add a rule this week because I said so. No, it ain't working like that, man. Well, so, so you're, what are you going to keep tweeting out? Are you going to keep testing the temperature and, no, and no, no, phoning no, a friend? This, no, no, no. I've got a plan. The plan was never to do that for this week. Oh, because you lost. You ended up losing last week, so now you're mm-hmm. just going to price is right me. That's your plan. Bingo. Okay, okay. That's <laughs> totally fair. So here's so here's my dilemma, folks. I need to think of what... I need to try to anticipate what he's going to do and then <laughs> make sure that my guess is going to be on the right and the correct <laughs> side of it. So, um, you know, this race was good. I don't think it was great. I think it was good. And... For that reason, uh, you know, I'm not even going to say my thinking anymore because I don't want to sway you. Oh, my goodness. No, the, the, the listeners, you, you, now you're shorting our listeners quality content, Jeff. Because, like, don't do that. Don't don't short our listeners. Give them what they demand and give them your reason and explanation. That's not fair. That's very selfish. I think 79.5. Oof. All right. So you're going to go higher or lower? 79.5, huh? Is it an 80 race? I, I've been really off late. Like, I have, I've not had good feel for things. Is this an 80? Is this an 80 race? Does this feel like an 80? Uh, Why don't you I'm going to say 70. Friends? I'm going to say I am not. I am, like, That is the strategy where you go to other times. That is not this week, okay? There's a rhyme and reason to how this is going to go. 78% for this guy. So I said 79.5 and you're saying 78. Yep. Why, why, why did you do that? I just, I don't, I, I was this a race at 80. Like, it was fine. It was good. 
But it was it like a race that people are going to be like, oh, wow. I don't know. I'm wondering, though. Because I didn't think Darlington was great. I didn't think Darlington was – what did Darlington come at at, like, 84? 83 or something, I think. Yeah, yeah. and I, I didn't see that, though, either. So I, I just – you know, like I just sometimes you get on heaters where you, you feel like you got your thumb on the pulse. I do not have that right now. Uh, so that's why you got to cheat. I didn't cheat. Mm-hmm. I got creative. There's okay. no rule in the rule book, and you're you're you are being slanderous, and I will not tolerate it. Mm-hmm. We already um, went through this last week. Yeah, that's great. Well, so, I was in Target this week scouting out, so uh, we are tied one to one now, yep. and. Um, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. Still, people could not believe also that you wouldn't wear my clothes after I put them through the laundry. That that's no. that's crazy. That no. that is really excessive. No, no, that's I don't do. No, I'm not wearing second. No, I'm not wearing clothes other people wore. There's no chance. I am very picky about that. I am. I'm, Have you ever like whatever you want. borrowed your dad's sweatshirt or something when you're like visiting your parents? No, I bring my own sweatshirts. Okay. Uh, I don't wear my dad's clothes anyway. You see my dad's closet? If I want to dress like a dad, I dress like my dad. <laughs> All right. My dad's like the cliche, like, you know, cargo shorts, phone on the hip, you know, New Balance. Maybe I'll shoes. just get your, maybe I'll just have your dad supply me with some outfits for you to wear for Daytona 500. That'd be great. You could wear something out of my dad's closet. I kid you not. And no one would bat an eye. And they'd be like, oh, that's just a typical Jeff outfit. That's that's good, that's good. You know, I forgot my hat. Oh, um, that's so not good. I, yeah, I uh, I had to put sunblock in my hair today. Ooh. Um, because I realized when I got to the track, I forgot my hat. So I was trying to rub it in. I just got a haircut. I'm pretty bald, and you know, it reminded me of some sort of a similar striking line that you just said to me, where the other day, um, I'd given my girls a bath. My wife was at work, and I was brushing my hair, brushing their hair. Um, because if I don't brush their hair after I give them a bath, my wife gets, she's like, their hair's all ratty. And you get the nodded. You, know, you gotta, you yeah. gotta, you gotta comb their hair right away. It's, right. It's so I was like, you yeah. girls, I said, you girls have beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. Like both of you just have absolutely beautiful hair. You're so pretty. And Liliana said, well, you don't because you don't have any. I love so, her so much. I was like, I her so yeah. much. So you saying that about the closet <laughs> just now sounded like. Just like, yep. Yeah. What's your right. favorite candy? I gotta send her some candy. <laughs> please don't. Oh my god, please don't. She she oh. has enough. No, she doesn't. I gotta send her some. All right. Oh, I'll see you at Bristol. So I'm gonna bring you some candy for her to give her. Bristol, that's gonna be exciting. We're not only um we're not only gonna podcast together, but we're gonna carpool all the way from Charlotte and then back and forth from the track from our hotel. Oh my god, it's gonna be a lot of Jordan car time. I'm gonna be oh mean i mean it's just a lot i'm looking forward to it i always tell you i enjoy our conversations you, you know, enjoy like, like the him. first hour and then i mean first of all it's three and a half hours just the track the first day oh this is gonna be mean why, why do you like to hurt me why i like no, I just we're gonna be sick of each other that's all i don't get i've never got argue sick virtually i don't so. i've only gotten I wouldn't say sick of you. I've only gotten frustrated with you like once in my life where I just wanted to like turn at you and be like, just stop. Other than that, and that was a Talladega two years ago. You know the story. I told you the story. Okay. And, uh, and other than that, I've never gotten to a point. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I can't, I, I enjoy 
spending time. I enjoy our conversations. I pick your brain on things. We talk about what's going on. About I enjoy that quality time. You're the big brother I never had. And then for you to sit there and just say these things, it's like, damn, okay, wow, okay. <laughs> all right, we'll see if you still feel that way after this weekend. Then I'll take it back. No, I feel like this all the time. I shove. I, I drove you around for North Wilkesboro. I was your only. The only thing I was missing my little chauffeur's hat. Mm-hmm. And I, the entire time, I had no, I had no beef. I enjoyed it. Instead, I get mocked and ridiculed. All right. So well, I hope you feel good about yourself, bully. I mean, do I ever? Anyway, <laughs> well, it'll be fun. Uh, it'll be fun to be back with you, Jordan. Um, and uh, will, you, will you come to the tweet up next week? Yeah, people want to talk to you. I usually, I, Bristol uh, one, I Bristol Night Race is usually one of the biggest ones, so. I'll be there. I should be there. I see no issue with that. Okay. Our buddy Kazan will be there too. NASCAR Kazan will be there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So you'll probably go do something and not invite me like usual? No, man. Bruce knows there's no opportunities to do anything because That's everything's true. going on at night. Yeah. And you can't work, do your best work on a Saturday night when the race is actually on a Saturday night. So I know. It's tough. It's really, really tough. Yeah. Well, we will do our best to give you a live version of the teardown very, very late next Saturday night from the basement of the Bristol Motor Speedway Media Center um, where there was a bug in the room last year, a giant bug that had to be destroyed. But uh, anyway, anyway, they don't want to hear any more of this rambling, Jordan. They're, people are like, how much longer? <laughs> can we, can we Please end this podcast. That's what they're saying. Uh, anyway, uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next time on The Teardown. See you, everybody. Good.